0: Warning. Please note that this podcast contains strong language and touches on many topics that may not be considered appropriate for a work environment. If you choose to listen to this podcast where you can be overheard, we are not responsible for the consequences of your decision. You've been warned.
1: Don't toss a coin to your witcher, toss your coins to
0: us. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we need the money, but it's <laughs> kind of a lame intro. But here we are. Welcome to officially the first broadcast of 2020, and everything's a dumpster fire.
1: Yep. I saw a picture this morning, or does this? I saw a picture this evening, and I was like, what? Ohio's on fire, too? It was the sunset. It looked like Ohio was on fire. It was a really cool sunset. So everybody now knows that Noel has a good view from her home of a nice sunset that makes the world look like it's on fire. Because the world is on fire. At least Australia is. But we're not going to talk about that fire yet. There's other fire we're going to bring to this podcast today. But before we talk about that, um, we're not joking about the bills. I'm going to be posting a link that has all the ways that you can go through and help us out. We might not have the website for long, depending on how it really goes with that, because that requires upkeep. And we're going to be raising funds toward the hosting for the podcast itself. So go to com. Everywhere that you can help us is there. We have Patreon. We have direct donation. We have merchandise. So if you want to buy stuff for your money, hey, if you buy a shirt, whatever, we get some money toward that. So help us get this funded so we can continue the year. And also, we're going to be going through and working other topics. Uh, feel free to give us questions, comments, concerns, um, or anything like that. You can write us at xchromosomepodcast.com. That's write us at xchromosomepodcast.com. This is one of the topics that we put on hand because in life and fiction... We have men, we have women, we have non-binaries, we have everything in between. In in reality, gender is a fluid thing, and people don't want to believe that. We're going to talk about what we've been trying to say in a good way, but sounds very off. Impossibly competent
0: women. Yeah. And this is a big issue Um, Most recently In pop culture Some dipshit Said that women can't be Waving around swords the way they are In The Witcher As a reenactor And Knower of many women Who fight in the lists in the SCA I assure you Dear listeners (laughs) Not only can women wave swords about like they do in The Witcher, they can do so and become queen by right of arms of various kingdoms of the SCA. (laughs) They can kick your ass. But that's just part and parcel and the most recent example of the idea that women can't do shit. It's a trope. It's men do, women are, is the base trope that we are addressing. I had it linked somewhere. Oh, oh there's also uh, gender incompetence. There
1: are a number of
0: women and... Love oh, there it is. Men act, women are. In <clears throat> From TV tropes. So you know where I'm pulling this from. I'm pulling this from the page of pages about tropes. Um, in media, male characters are defined more by their actions than their personalities or appearances. Female characters, on the other hand, are defined by their personalities and appearances, but not their actions. And if they're defined by their actions, then they are a, quote, Mary Sue. This trope is rooted in the female-male passive-active dichotomy. Essentially, it's the idea of men need to be out doing things to retain our sympathy and interest, but women can just sit there looking pretty, emotionally reacting to events, and we won't like them any less for it. Like most gender-based doubled standards, this is unfair and restrictive to both genders, male and female. When you complain about women who can't fight, you're also hamstringing men who men in general. Part of this trope refers to how characters function to advance the plot. While ma- male characters will be directly involved in the involved in the action or manipulating the action behind the scenes in a comprehensive way, female characters, when they do take action. Often take it in the form of inspiring, motivating, or nagging a male character to do something. Examples are Lady Macbeth and the Henpecked Husband. If people
1: remember correctly, one of our first episodes that we were talking about was about the Archer Initiative. Or, mention the Archer Initiative. Uh, That's with the the Rainbow Knights, if you remember correctly. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... Where one of them uh, the woman one of the women from that one uh, major swordsmanship contest,
0: uh, so she's a competitive fighter, right. So
1: that was the first thing that popped into my mind when I was seeing the whole entire thing of women can't fight. And it's gotten some positive responses to the whole idea that women can't fight with swords. Uh, one of the things that happened shortly after these, this came out is one of the swordsmen, one of the the sword fighting schools in Boston has like, all right, well, you say women can't fight with swords? What we're going to do is we're going to arm women with swords. We're going to give them free swords le- sword lessons. For all those that are like, women can't fight, well, now pe- now they're getting armed, and they're getting trained, and they're gonna start stabbing
0: everybody, and I'm all for that. I mean, we started with hat pins, and y'all didn't fucking listen. And but- since you can't keep your fucking hands off of us, we're gonna upgrade to swords. Maybe if we would lop a few hands off, men'll stop being grabby. Uh, also, another trope involved is never a self-made woman. This happens... Oh, God, I forget the goddamn athlete. Uh, Biles? No, not Simone Biles. He's a football player. But, you know, he just recently called out media for reporting on his successful professional athlete wife. Referring to her by, basically, Mrs. Football Player. Mrs. Football Player does a thing. And I don't remember who it was, but... He very he allied up and was like, "Um, excuse me, she has a
1: name.
0: She has a name, and it's not Mrs. Football Player. It was pretty damn cool. Oh, her name is Julie Ertz. Ertz, she, yes. All right. um, oh, all right, yeah. But he's a tight end for the, uh, the Eagles. Eagles. Something you should know. Yeah. Um." She is, although that's in June that he talked about her um, and made a point of talking about her career. I mean, that's.
1: Fan brings Julie Ertz's jersey for Zach Ertz's design. Zach happily obliges.
0: (laughs) I'll sign my (laughs) da. I don't know about that, but I'm trying to find this other. But yeah, she's a part of the U.S. soccer team at. Won the gold, wasn't it? They, was, they did yeah, win. The... They... Yeah, they won everything. <sighs> I mean, I hate the Eagles,
1: but I can appreciate that. I can appreciate him in this case because you see this all the time. You uh, athlete wife and wife of athlete does this thing, and it's like. It's it's not about that they're with the athlete. They're with... You see this that on the news all the time, and every time it's like, what the hell? Why shouldn't you just go through and... Oh, um let's go through and add another thing about that setup. Um, and this is more recent. Texas J.J. Watt criticizes news station for headline that fails to include fiancé Keila Oha's name.
0: Oh, that's it, J.J. Watt. That's yeah. who it was. J.J. I was like, how could I not remember J.J. Watt? But he, this headline is trash. He allied hard. Yeah. Kila Oha, which is her name, by the
1: way, since you didn't even bother to mention it, is incredibly, entirely on her own merit and deserves to be treated as such. Be better than this.
0: Yeah, and that's the that's the whole uh, part and parcel with women can't. Women aren't on their own. They can't defend themselves. They can't be competent. It's happened with The Mandalorian. It's happened with the new Star Wars movies. It happened in fucking Harry Potter. Okay. Literally, women do so much in that series, and how much credit do they get? How much credit does Molly Weasley get for being a complete badass?
1: Hold on. At least in the fandom... Molly Weasley gets, like, all the credit.
0: But in general, critically. Like, it, it, uh, it, oh, Carol Danvers, too. We'll go back to Harry Potter which, here in a minute. What a lot
1: of people talk about, because this is my fandom, so to speak, when it comes down to the actual the fans in the fandom, the two people they bring up the most of, like, the badasses are Molly Weasley And Minerva McGonagall. They call, there's a reason why they call Minerva McGonagall the boss witch. Because she takes no one's shit. (laughs) Um, And same thing with Molly. Molly takes no one's shit. Granted, with Molly and Arthur, that's more, that leads closer to the trope of the whole hen pecked husband thing. Because Molly can't go through and be a little bit like that the way that the trope's written. But with McGonagall, she takes nothing from anybody. She took five stunning spells to the chest and got right back up. (laughs) But the headline for that sports article was Houston Dash Trade J.J. Watt's Fiance to
0: Chicago. Which is a ridiculous headline on so many levels. I'm just gonna get angry while we're pulling that up is what really got this started was my anger at what got me started on this topic was everybody bitching about Ray and nobody bitched about Luke doing fucking force shit with minimal training he had like a movie and a half of doing shit with the force with like no training that we saw
1: pretty much yeah because yeah, if you think about it he he basically had training really for like half a movie. Mm-hmm. And then he went off. And on then he and ran him.
0: O- yeah.
1: Then he went and fucked off on his own for a bit and came back with a glove on his robotic hand and a new lightsaber.
0: And we're like, what the fuck? And then he's all like, I'm going to try to do Jedi shit. And that didn't work out. And he nearly got everyone killed in this stupid. I'm gonna be a- I'm a badass Jedi, and I can- No, you're not, son. Go back and study. So, yeah. Luke is a fuck-up. Accept it. Anyway, but it happened with Rey. It even happened with Leia in the original trilogy. And it happened with Padme. Uh, As the movies progressed, the action that the lead female could take grew less. And everything became more about a romance and less about she's a fucking badass. At least in the new trilogy, Ray gets to be a badass 100% of the time and dumb romance shit doesn't get too involved in it.
1: And to be quite, quite honest, in the new, in the new trilogy, uh, Ray basically chose being a badass more than Kylo Ren.
0: She chose uh, the Force. And write action over just about everything else. Um, Also, Carrie Fisher worked on the uh, 8. She worked on the script for 8. So, all you haters who fucking hate 8, you're hating on some of Carrie Fisher's last work. Fuck you. You're not real fans. Learn. Um, (laughs) Learn some shit. One of the greatest script doctors in Hollywood history put her hands on that film. And you hate it. I don't think it's about the fact that I think it's the women. I think it's the fact that that movie focused a lot on women and women doing things. But more recently, and in a Carrie Fisher free zone of the Star Wars universe, Cara Dune. We talked about her briefly. Briefly, yep. But Cara Dune, who is amazing, and we would like her actress to play She-Hulk at the earliest possible opportunity, please. Um, I would watch the fuck out of that, because she's perfect, and she makes me happy by existing. But people complain about a Republic soldier being good at being a soldier, because she has tits. That's literally their complaint. Also, the there's a, a unnamed woman out in the middle of the wilderness who's good with a blaster, because she's living in the fucking Wild West, and if she can't shoot something, she's gonna get killed. Uh, but it's impractical for her to be good at shooting. Sounds like sounds familiar? This is reminding
1: me sort of like this is reminding me of Firefly for a bit. Um
0: Yeah, with Zoe and well, River is a trope in and of herself.
1: Well I'm I'm gonna focus on Zoe because that's what I was yeah. thinking about.
0: Um You mm-hmm.
1: know the, you know the aspect River of Tam-
0: fr- <laughs> you know the aspect of
1: fridging, right? Yeah. If you think about it, especially with the
0: Serenity movie, Wash got fridged. I mean, kinda, but Zoe. It was also seen as weird that she was a competent soldier a little bit. See, maybe, maybe that's the.
1: I've been doing a lot of soul searching and thinking about things because um, I've done the. Non- I'm doing the non toxic thing and going to therapy, which um,
0: we're, we're all very as- proud of you for.
1: As much as I talk about, like, not wanting to talk about things, I'm wrong, because I'm a dude, and sometimes, a lot of times, we're wrong. But I've been thinking about things of that nature, and when it comes down to
0: Zoe, I never thought her being competent was weird. Well, that's because somebody somehow raised you properly. And see, that's... I'm going to do
1: a Patreon... A Patreon article about I don't know how I was <laughs> uh, about my deep soul searching with re- recently. Um, but Zoe never, always ca- came to me as like someone that was a competent soldier in that regard. But and I was just thinking about how it was like the only time you really ever saw her get a, a pissed off was when Wash died. And she was like, I'm going to take on every single one of these Reavers alone. Mm. And it's like, no, don't be dumb. Don't be a man. That's what it was. It was like, I'm going to be stupid and brash like a dude. Uh, But I just thought about that when you mentioned the Wild West part. So Zoe came in line with that.
0: Well, you know, the Mandalorian kind of has this lone wolf and cub and spaghetti Western feel to it about what's kind of going on. So there's a lot of tropes built into Westerns. (sighs) But, you know, there's a lot of tropes about women being helpless in Westerns and just being able to kind of subvert the expectations there and have people be able to function like people in society. It's pretty amazing. I have an author friend who I'm trying to get on the show to come talk about stuff like this. But no luck yet. Stay tuned. I need to lean
1: on Craig.
0: C- one day Craig and Craig will meet. <laughs> one, yeah, one, uh, P.S. This is a shameless plug for Craig Schaefer's books. You should go fucking read all of them right now. Um, because they're good. But he has a series uh, that stars a character named Harmony Black. Guess what? She's a woman and he's gotten negative reviews about Harmony from dudes. Um, I just saw on my Facebook feed, it popped up about, you know, how Harmony Black was impossible. And I was running errands wearing a fucking trilby because it's a trilby. I dare you to mansplain that it's not. I will, <laughs> I will get the fashion dictionary out, but yeah, I was where I, I went out on. I own a I own a trilby. I don't have a I don't have a beard, so I I I I own a trilby and a sword. Fight me, nice guys. <laughs> um, and we can name the episode. I have a trilby and a sword. Fight me, because <laughs> um, <laughs> that's a good name. That's a good episode name. Um, we're clever sometimes, but sometimes the the I had gotten dressed because Craig had posted his conflicted feelings and how it boils down to you keep asking these stupid fucking questions that's why I keep writing these characters this way you know like women is whole people but harmony black is a, is a federal agent she's also a very competent witch and she ne- she both of these things work together weird x-filesy shit it's a they're good books read them spoilers there's it's urban fantasy, there's a bunch of supernatural horror, be prepared for things to be terrible um, and conspiracy theory e and whatever but in every series uh, and there are like five now, I've lost track uh, the goal is well-rounded characters that happen to be women or female presenting which is, you know that should be no- that should be the industry standard. It shouldn't be a question that you get in interviews. You shouldn't get negative reviews about how women this this female character is kind of unbelievable because she can drive a car in a competent manner and fire her service revolver in a competent manner. That's literally her job. And yeah, it 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 goes back to the. Women are, w- women are, and we don't do, because all goes back to that trope that has infiltrated, you know, how we talk about women athletes, how we talk about women who are successful. One of the rare examples of this not happening is that Kim Kardashian gets talked about separately from her husband. Ditto Beyonce. They are rare examples of women who are icons in pop culture who have who are independent of their partners although kim needs to get rid of that man i really i mean i'm not a i'm not a kardashian follower but they're getting weird and he's hanging out with joel osteen and that's gross and she needs to run she's in a cult or... Her husband's trying to get into cult. She needs to take the kids and run. She's got enough. She got her own money. She'll be fine.
1: There is going to be a new movie is coming out for for Birds of Prey.
0: Yes! I guarantee you uh, there's going to be a bunch of men complaining about oh, these women.
1: There's, like uh, they there's did al-
0: about... Mary-,
1: Mary Elizabeth Weinstein. Already? Um, yep, there's already. Because... How she was? She's dressed in a promo picture for the movie because she's not dre- she's not dressed all sexy like the comic book uh, huntress. Um, let me go through. Basically, she's got a she's wearing like a very. Bl- I'm, I'm just getting ready to post the link. and just trying to get in the right chat room. Um, she's got a a top that's very binding. So she's very flat-chested, and oh my extreme, god, and an extremely baggy pants in it. And like men are flipping out on Twitter because they're like, "I don't want to. This isn't something I want." They take the sexy woman, they turn her into this. It's like, so they turn her into a competent woman that can shoot arrows and basically tear shit up. Does it matter? Uh, I'm going to find an actual quote because I was looking at this right before I left work. And I was, like, basically looking at certain things like, what the ever-loving fuck? Um, at least I know the person that I had saw the tweet from, so I'm pulling that up. Or I thought it was her anyway. Oh,
0: um, I mean, th- Huntress's like the... outfit looks it's... more competent for fighting, and she's got pockets everywhere to put shit in so she's got extra ammo and oh my god it's a useful outfit there's
1: there's the full body picture
0: that actually looks kind of badass i'm so sorry that this guy can't jerk off
1: it's like they the quote was from the tweet it's like they told mary elizabeth weinstead you can't be sexy in this movie we don't do that here
0: I'm sorry you don't find her getting her tits out of the way and wearing pants with pockets to be sexy.
1: One of my be- one of the best responses. Huntress. Is, where superhero movie make me mad because my pee pee
0: don't go up where? <laughs> my husband is giving me weird looks. Um, Huntress's outfit is very unsexy. Oh shit. I mean, if you're not into women who can kick the fucking crap out of you, I understand that the entire Birds of Prey movie is probably deeply unsexy to you. But oh shit! <laughs> Look, um, I'm not here. To, I'm not here to kink shame. But seriously, I, I, I intend to with a raging hard on. <laughs> Just saying. Um, we're not talking about you. We're talking about the fragile white boys. Who are probably upset that there's gonna be a lot of men getting kicked in the junk.
1: One one person did post about the co- post. costume in a positive light, they're I'll say this. There, the they basically went through and they posted what I want to know is what they use as a binder for that, so I could let my trans friends know what they were using. If it's that Damn effective. right.
0: Damn right. That is a good binder if it has made her titties go away. I mean, we are not entirely sure how big they are to begin with. They might be itty-bitty titties, and thus easy to squish. But she has got them packed completely away, so they do not interfere with her upper body range of motion. Which, you know, with a character named Huntress, makes fucking sense. All right, part two. I mean... Um. This makes perfect sense. I it hate does. mine. I'd love to pack mine away. Just okay. Um, I'm getting frantic hand signals from.
1: They want this
0: huntress. Ah, here she is from the, from the brain dead premiere. Here's a picture of her that we will provide. She don't got much to pack away. No, she doesn't. Oh. <laughs> so. <laughs> I mean the griping about her being un unse- unsexy is just the difference in two different photographs. But yeah, Huntress has had a bunch of different dumb costumes. The the we've got a picture of six of them. I guess they're covers. Um the lower right hand corner is probably the most practical because it's got bunches of pockets. But it's all dumb catsuit bullshit. Instead of, you know, competent, it looks like leather, that'll take, you know, an impact useful shit. I mean, people were upset about Gal Gadot. They were upset about Carol Danvers. They're going to be upset again about the next Wonder Woman movie because it is painfully 80s. Now, I mean, I'm absolutely sure that Wonder Woman is going to kill some poor fucker with a scrunchie, which is the most 80s death imaginable.
1: Strangler, strangled with leg warmers. This,
0: well, oh, strangled with leg warmers is also a very 80s death.
1: Yes, this was Huntress in Arrow.
0: Yeah, Huntress in Arrow was completely covered. Huntress in Birds of Prey at least has her torso out. I mean, if yeah. we're really going to get into shit. With Arrowverse and Birds of Prey and shit like that, we're gonna we need to talk briefly about Black Canary, and black Black Canary's fishnets and bodysuit bullshit costume, and how pointless that is for anything, and how I hope that happened in the Arrowverse, which didn't happen in the Arrowverse because everybody acknowledged that that was fucking stupid. Yes, I'm gonna cosplay it sometime. I have a blonde wig now. Um. It was referenced. Because it's dumb, I'm getting pointers. Spouse is a giant fan of the air of Arrow, um, so he's filling me in on things. And yes, it was referenced in the show as a bit, as for laughs, as a gag, because everybody knows it's dumb.
1: Yeah, see, I watched Arrow for I think the first three seasons, and then when I couldn't binge watch it anymore, I stopped because I got caught up, and I'm like, I'm done.
0: I mean, that's fair.
1: But that's one of the things I liked about the Arrowverse period, is because the costuming has all been practical.
0: Yeah, that's a big, wonderful thing. Back to competent women. Possibly con- competent women. Yeah, and we, well, Arrow, while we're on the subject of Arrow, was pretty good about ha- about not having women just exist. Women did a lot in that series. Which the, is a great subversion of the trope. The worst um, one, I think, in
1: regards to that would be Laurel in that in, in most in regard to that. But um, didn't
0: Laurel spend most of the episode allegedly, most of the series allegedly dead? I don't. Remember. No,
1: that was um, that was uh, her sister. Okay. Well,
0: they um, grew they grew out of the we're going to have a, a whiny mopey girl whine and mope about a boy. Because yeah,
1: Sarah, Sarah Lance became White Canary for um the the spinoff that they did the one where they kept like, going through time whatnot Legends of Tomorrow yeah that but because Laurel wind up became wind up becoming um the Black Canary afterwards uh, they did a good job in general with the their women characters that um because like John? even with Felicity. There was a point in the series, and I think this is shortly when I wound up stopping watching it or whatnot. It might be season three or maybe season four. Anyway, um, at one point, she got shot and crippled. And after they went through and one of, and her like gay assistant uh, tech guy helped create something to make her walk again, they didn't know it was going to work, but she basically told Oliver, I don't need you,
0: and got up from her chair and walked away. Which was literally the best. I saw that scene and it was the best thing ever. It was, <laughs> I don't need you to protect me or do any fucking thing, douchebeard. I'm out. <laughs> Oliver Queen is always going to be douchebeard because <laughs> the comics have ruined his face forever for me. I can't not look at Stephen Mel and try to picture him with a fucking Van Dyke and you know, the douchiest of all facial hair. Um, but, but there was a lot of, you know, rich white man fails to solve problems. Everybody else manages to fix it.
1: Which, but, rich white man fails to solve problems. The the rest of the diverse cast fixes it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Diversity fixes shit. Let's contrast the women of the Arrowverse with how the Marvel Cinematic Universe treated... Black Widow until this fucking year where she gets a goddamn movie. And I mean, it's a family team movie, so I don't know exactly where we're going for this. However, they did not do enough right by Black Widow. She was just sort of there. And then, you know, stuff and spoilers and whatever. I As the Marvel Cinematic Universe went on... They got better with women. And then, you know, we got Captain Marvel, which was all women and framed from a women woman's perspective. And there were no dumb romances. And it was a pretty much perfect movie, as far as I'm concerned. Because it had everything I wanted and nothing I didn't need. And there was no stupid shoehorned romance arc. And the fucking douche asshole got punched a lot and that made me happy.
1: And then you had Endgame with Wanda, the Scarlet Witch, tearing Thanos a new one. When he was like, shoot her with everything we have!
0: The only disappointment I have with Wanda is that most of her motivation in Endgame, in fact, all of her motivation in Endgame came from the fact that she lost, she lost vision. So all of her motivation was because of a dude. That was my only problem.
1: She
0: was also caring. Well yeah, there's also unresolved trauma, but that wasn't Thanos' fault. Well, this is gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see what they do with the
1: television show I'm WandaVision. Really,
0: I'm excited about WandaVision. I'm excited about how diverse the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is going to be going forward. Um I'm excited. What is it, Miss America, who's um, Muslim and you know Ms. everything, Marvel. Ms. Marvel? Thank you. That um, you know we're getting all of this cool diverse stuff. We're going to get Ironheart. Lieutenant Trouble. I, d- Lieutenant Trouble, better be fucking Ironheart. Um, just and, just something I want all kinds of good stuff, and they seem to be willing to deliver and do better by their women, and have their women do. It really started with Valkyrie. Um, in Guardians of the Galaxy, you had Gamora, who had a but- who had motivations, but then they also the- shoehorned this romance with Chris Pratt in there that I didn't necessarily need.
1: Which they then ended up kicking in the nuts. Twice.
0: Which, <laughs> yeah, which they then, you know, went, that was a terrible idea! Let's, let's, uh, Let's undo that, because that was dumb. And I the the point in Endgame where Gamora 2.0 looks at Quellen and then looks at Nebula, Nebula Prime and says, that and Nebula's like, yeah, you make you I mean, I'm not gonna judge you for your terrible decisions, but
1: your choices are a
0: treat. <laughs> yeah, and it's just you could there's Groot? Or there which I mean splinters, let's just <laughs> the amount of buffing you'd have to put in to make that not a problem we'll we just we'll set that there, and then there's quill, so I guess when those are your choice there was also the talking rat fox rabbit, whatever, the everything but raccoon um. And then there was uh, Drax, but Drax is way too much energy to get him to notice. You know, because it's Drax, and Drax was kind of still stuck on his wife, yep. his late wife, so that wasn't happening. So really, it, unless you were into talking raccoons, she, choices were limited, and in that position I probably would have chosen D, none of the above. I will buy one. It will run on batteries. Um,
1: Mantis.
0: uh, Mantis (laughs) is adorable. Um, Could also go with Mantis. But, you know. Except for the whole Peter Quill thing. I loved Gamora and, and Nebula's story arc. Because it was all about repairing the damage a toxic male did to their relationship. It was all about rejecting what Thanos had done to them and working through that trauma and getting to a point where they could start to be okay and actually be sisters, which is just awesome. Um, and then we got, let's see, then we got Valkyrie, who had zero fucks about anything and was awesome. And then we got, you know, we went on and we went on and then Carol Danvers and now we're here in the next phase and they're really pushing, uh, breaking the trope that women don't do. I mean, yes, they're all pretty people, but they're more than just pretty people.
1: Because now we're also going to be getting um, Thor Love and Thunder in, yes. and that is, sounds like everything's going to focus on um, Jane Foster, the female Thor. Um,
0: no, no, that did not. There's a Thor is a title, apparently. It goes with the hammer.
1: Yeah, that's what I mean. It's going to. F- that's the thing. It's Jane Foster, the
0: mighty Jane Foster, the mighty Thor, PhD. Yeah, Doctor Thor. We we spent like twenty minutes talking about how you you properly address uh, Jane Foster as Thor. You know, is it the Mighty Thor PhD or is it Doctor the Mighty Thor or the Mighty Doctor Thor? I
1: think I think just to make it easy for confusion it would be the Mighty Thor PhD because um, we got Doctor Strange and it just makes it easier that way. <sighs> Dr. Um... Strange
0: and Dr. Thor Dr. The Mighty I mean Dr. Foster That works fine too
1: but it's Dr. Foss Thor
0: Yeah, but the neat thing was how Tessa Thompson and Natalie Portman were talking to each other about the movie and how upset guys were getting about these two competent One, Thor can't be a woman, bitch, read the comics
1: Oh yeah, people. I I'm wondering what's going to wind up happening with the any possible backlash with um the Winter Soldier Captain America TV show. When she goes, Sam is Captain America now. So
0: oh, Falcon and Winter Soldier.
1: Yeah, because in the comics, Sam became becomes Captain America. So oh, I
0: swear to God, if there is a black Captain America, the goddamn Nazis are gonna gonna pitch a fit and it's just gonna make him real easy to pick off
1: yep they they started pick, pitching a fit when um the comic came out when Sam became Captain America and they really pitched a fit when the comic came out of the female Thor and Sam kissing
0: oh no a Nordic symbol kissing a black man the Nazis lost their shit and it makes me happy
1: Yep, Nazis lost their shit. The best thing is, after the first kiss, Marvel, like, double and triple down whenever they had the opportunity to go through and have them kiss. <laughs> so, yeah. I I have, to, I have to give Marvel props for that. It's like, oh, you didn't like that. Here's more.
0: <laughs> yeah, they are tending to push, uh, whereas J.J. Abrams is a coward. Um, that is a future episode, once everybody has had a chance to watch the last Star Wars movie, so about this time next year.
1: Nah, we, the Statute of Limitations, we'll, we'll wait until February.
0: Okay, if the statues of, <laughs> Statute of Limitations are up in February, J.J. Abrams, I am coming for you. In terms of impossibly competent women, this is how ridiculous Star Wars fans are. We have two, currently, new... Force users in live-action Star Wars. We have Rey, and we have a tiny green frog baby. (laughs) Colloquially known as Baby Yoda.
1: It's not Baby Yoda, we know!
0: We know it's not Baby Yoda, we know it's called the child, Lick My Salty Nuts. We're calling him Baby Yoda. We're
1: gonna put you in a sack and punch you.
0: Yeah, we, we will, in fact, put you in a bag and beat you soundly about the head and shoulders. Um, but my point is nobody fucking cares that this literal nonverbal infant is doing force shit. Nobody fucking cares. This It can't walk well. I mean, it can toddle. It can sort of feed itself. It can't speak. You know, its communication isn't baby noises and toddler noises. It's doing fucking crazy for shit. Meanwhile, a grown ass woman who has grown up in the scavenger culture and has had to fight every day of her life, um, reverse engineers one thing that I can do without force powers and never having been taught. Everybody loses their fucking minds. Ray uses a for- Ray uses the mind trick and it's clearly not a jet, not just the Jedi mind trick, because Kylo Ren uses it. There are no Jedi powers. There are no Sith powers. There are just Force powers. How you use them is whether they're good or bad. Um, <coughs> the Jedi mind trick is a universal power. Yeah, that's because it's all Force powers are universal dipshit. Um, it's intent. As the old law trope says, intent follows the bullet. If you use the mind trick to to coerce someone into your bed, you're still a rapist. Yep. I said it, <laughs> and I will stand by it. Fight me. I have a trilby and a sword. <laughs> um, but the difference just there is staggering. How an infa- a genderless infant is allowed to be unnecessarily good at force powers. Because it's alien. Because it's a tiny alien frog baby.
1: Yeah. That's it.
0: And is- you, But a grown woman who clearly can kick all the ass on her own. Oh, she can't use a lightsaber. She hasn't been trained. Luke wasn't trained! Luke managed to not put his eye out!
1: Hey, Han wasn't trained. And he still was able to use a lightsaber to open up the Tauntaun. Without cutting I mean, his head
0: off. <laughs> I mean, that is even... That is a <laughs> legitimate point. Bill brought up the fact that Han used Luke's lightsaber to cut open the Tauntaun and didn't hurt himself. Careful. That was obvious. Doing it. Well, I would be very careful with a laser sword, too. But clearly, you don't need to be trained in how to use one in, to... In com- Luke didn't have combat training. He got five seconds of combat training. That fucking little zapper bot doesn't count. It zapped him more than he learned anything. But he was using the lightsaber in the first movie. And he was using the lightsaber in the second movie. Badly. And somehow it's okay that Luke got a tra- one training montage. Very little of which included fighting. It was mostly carrying Yoda around and lifting heavy objects. None of which is good of, good for learning how to not cut yourself with a sword. I assure you. Um, but it's that... Uh, it's so frustrating that the competency of women is seen to, as so... The bar is... The double standard and the bar is so much higher for women. Like Serena Williams and, and being compared to the next male... Ten is great. No, no, she's her. Simone Biles summed it up very well. I'm not the next anything. I'm the first me.
1: Going to professional wrestling, we there, for a brief period of time this last year, um, after Becky Lynch started going through and rising up to basically become the face of the WWE, um, for a couple of months, they had paired her in a storyline with her actual fiance, and it was like trying to use her and their relationship to try to get him over. It felt like, it felt forced. I mean, I don't know what their relationship is in real life. They must be good with each other in general, even though Seth Rollins hates chocolate and mint, so I don't know what she sees in him. It's like, it it felt forced in the storyline, And it's like, you have a competent person that took her own initiative, especially with her promos and her Twitter, and just run roughshod over the business to become the face of the company, and you're sticking her into this stupid, nonsensical storyline just to try to help her get her boyfriend over, because... Her boyfriend isn't getting any positive reaction as a good guy. Um, they're a part in storyline right now. They're actually doing their own things, thank God. But it's one of those things where people started complaining about the usage of Becky and how everything was getting crapped on in general. One of the things that was brought out, especially with her, is that um, for about two months, she actually wasn't on tv that much and she was like yeah now i'm being like protected and regulated to tag matches and even though i'm the, i'm the face of the company they're like trying to keep me off this off the side yes they're afraid that i'm gonna damage myself let me do what i'm here to do and kick ass um but
0: the minute it- she had a boy she suddenly stopped being the man Pretty much, yeah. That's um, so gross.
1: I, they've gone through and they've started bringing back her, letting her bring back her swagger and things like that. But still, it's one of those things. Like, okay, so that she's in a relationship now, so you're playing that up. Come on, that's not who she is. That's not about her and her character. Yes, it's nice to show some like occasional behind the scenes stuff, which is great. Um, that's how I knew about the chocolate mint thing because it was a car ride that they had filmed. Um mm. But it's one of the things is like we don't need this in storyline. Keep the keep that stuff out. It doesn't work. Becky didn't get there because of a man. Becky got there because she became the
0: man. Yeah, and that's that that whole thing is so frustrating.
1: Now, in regards to a little bit of competency, but it's also in scandal too. Um, in one of the major... One of the semi-major wrestling promotions... It's Impact Wrestling. Um, they... On their last pay-per-view this last Sunday... Um, Hard to Kill... They have a woman's... A woman wrestler, Tessa Blanchard... She won the top title... In the company, which is... Generally the men's heavyweight championship... Um, and is now the heavyweight champion. The reason I'm mentioning Scandal... Is that right? Before that, it was brought up about her uh, racist tendencies when overseas, um, and things that she said with that. So it's like he, right when something sh- to show like total competence, it's like, come on, what's going on here? Um, and I like, and I will say though that the racism stuff wasn't brought up by any dude; it was brought up by other female wrestlers.
0: Mm. So, well, yeah. well, that's a societal tendency of, um, it's that whole to- toxic patriarchal shit? Um, if women are pitted against each other, they can't be tearing down the patriarchy. So,
1: we do have other shows put together that we're working on adding content and things about that. We're building up things for like our NCAA show, um, and things of that nature. So, um, We have topics in plan, but we also still need your help. Again, go to our website, www.xchromosomepodcast.com. It's got links to all of our social media. It also has links to how you can help us with getting everything out there to keep the podcast up and running. I hate to be bigger, but hey, toss a cord to your Witcher people. Um, We're here to fight the monsters.
0: Uh, yeah, also likes sus- his like, like, subscribe, rate, review. I know we dropped off on that, but hey, it makes the algorithm dance, and, and apparently that matters because that gets us to more people, and more people means that we can crowdsource more funding, and you know, PBS the shit out of this with more swearing. Yep. Uh, and with that, we bid you a fond good night.
1: And my name is Bill. I'm Noel. And we all have X chromosome.
0: And Craig, get out. You're fucking up your job anyway.
1: You want to get out so badly, you might as well leave me. Fine.
0: Bye. Get out. We All Have an X chromosome is an Xchromosomepodcast.com production. Executive producers are Noel Dial and Bill Malvesi. Executive Director, Bill Malvesi. Associate Technical Director, Huey Al Associate News Director, Brian Grimes, Music by Alpha Riff, Hosted by Noel Dial and Bill Melhazy.